Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside and today I'm talking with Joanne Drayton, the author of the biographical book Nio Marsh, Her Life in Crime, which was originally published in 2008. But we are talking about the book because Joanne will be giving a lecture about the famous crime novelist during the same same Queer Writers Festival, which itself is part of the 2021 Auckland Pride Festival. Joanne Drayton, nice to see you. Do you realise it was two weeks ago, uh, two years ago this month that I interviewed you last? Wow. And that was about the Hudson and Halls book that you had released. Wow, that's uh, time flies, doesn't it? Now, I had a, a question before we actually dig into it, because I, I wrote this quote down, and it was in the acknowledgements in the book, and you wrote, like detection, the fever of research and writing is as exciting as it is rewarding, and that really registered with me. So talk about that for me. Yeah, there's a forensic quality and a sort of opportunity to discover things that research gives you. And the moments when things connect and and come together are exhilarating in a way that nothing. It's it's kind of like the orgasm, but <laughs> but maybe maybe I was going to say maybe better, but I don't want to. Um, well, I orgasms are fleeting, yeah. aren't they? they <laughs> you know, they're, right. they're over. <laughs> They're this, over in an instant. This one ends up in print. <laughs> yeah, well, fantastic. So, yeah. You know, I think, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, it's a very, very exciting experience. If that's what you know, what does it for you? And and it's the unknown, it's the unexpected, it's the um, the, I th- I think also, the resonance for you that I think you often find when you're working in people's lives and with the currency of people's lives. It's it's you you t- it's and it's also that moment where where that character that person actually that, when I, when you say character you know like it is a bit I feel a bit like it's a bit of a novel you know I mean I don't make it up but apart from that that's I, w- I want to bring that world alive and I want to bring that person alive so um, but you know you take that journey with them so in some ways those the those revelations those moments of uh, clarity or or um, discovery uh, are ones that you feel as though you're making almost with that subject with your subject you know so it's a it's great yeah I love it it's very um addictive there must have been something about Nio Marsh that triggered something in you that made you think I've got to I've got to write a book on this woman oh absolutely uh well first of all I was an art historian and uh, I I have, have a PhD in art history and so Naya Marsh was a painter. First of all, that's what she wanted to be. She didn't want to be a writer. She wanted to be a famous painter, but she could never let her hair down. Naya Marsh could <laughs> never really kind of get the essential Naya out on canvas, really, I don't think. So she didn't do that. But I kept, she kept cropping up in my other research. And also, I met Naya Marsh when I was eight. And, uh, and, and I met her uh, in Jonathan Elsom's um, dressing room. Uh, and it was it was a uh, it was a kind of theatre a play outside, you know, on the on the uh, banks of the Avon River, and I just heard this booming, deep, 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 much deeper than Helen Clark, sorry Helen, uh, voice, in advance, and then this amazing woman, very tall, uh, statuesque beyond all belief, uh, with the seriously the, the longest nose I've ever seen, and. Um, but very elegant and rather dramatic, incredibly dramatic. Like she, I think she had a cloak on, and I was gobsmacked. I thought, "Wow!" Because my mother had said before we went out, you know, because this was a big deal. This was a big family deal. 
Um, my mother had said to me, you know, she's one of those sort of women. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, wow, I know there's something more to the, <laughs> that story. But, you know, even at eight, I thought, oh, one, wonder what one of those sort of women is. And yeah. what, what do you think she meant? Oh, she meant she was a lesbian. No, no, t- no two ways about it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, she was... Th- I mean, the theatre was the place where, um, where gay and lesbian and, you know, people... That was kind of their... was their world, I think, for a lot of them. A lot of creative people uh, were, were involved in the theatre and they, they met each other and they found their own world in that... In that. But was she, though? I mean, I, I get the sense that you don't think necessarily that she was. Uh, I don't think you can kind of prove it. Yeah. I, don't, I think the, mo- the story's possibly more complicated than that. Because she, yeah. she burnt a lot of her personal papers, didn't she? I have to say I laugh at that one because I did get a pile of them that were supposed to be burnt. Oh, wow. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, a small, it's just kind of a small pile. It would have been one of the trips. But all the all the stuff that you've looked at, all the letters, all the memorabilia, there was nothing definitive in there. No, um, I would say that her sexuality cannot be proven one way or another. But but she is undoubtedly in every way a a, a, a lesbian character personality uh, uh, in, in, in the sense that that's what that's the persona she did present uh, in, a, in a, at a time when that was that would have had issues too I mean that's why my mother said she's one of those kind of women so she had that that kind of and and it was it was easier to do that too because it was theatrical, and that's why a lot of those people were theatrical. Because, because in a way, that was the disguise. Yeah. You know, you could be, if you were theatrical, you were given that license to be different, to present yourself differently. So she cross-dressed. She, her circles were largely female, her closest friends. She was homosocial in many respects. The men that she loved and adored were almost exclusively gay. You know, I mean, when you add all the facts up, you know, she comes through as a five-star, um, uh, you know, queer character. Um, but, but you know, I, I don't think it was what she uh, wanted particularly to be seen as uh, because in those times, you know, she died in 82, you know, 1982. So, so even before homosexual yes. reform? So, so we are talking about a hidden life. Now, um, she wrote 32 novels. Yes. How many have you read? The whole lot. You've read them all. Yeah, I have. And I read Anne Perry's up to when I wrote her biography as well, which, who was Juliet Hume, the other, um, the other kind of lesbian figure in Christchurch, yes. also involved with crime writing. Um, and, and crime itself. <laughs> the, the other queens of crime that she was associated with. Have you, have you read, in particular, Agatha Christie, have you read many of theirs? Oh, yeah. Yes, I was quite a big fan of those. So how do you think that she measures up Nio? Oh, I find Agatha Christie's bit dry. You know, they, 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 they're about the problem. And she's just a bit, she's a bit like a, she, is, she does do a sort of a crossword style. Um, so it's, it's almost technical as opposed yes, to. Yes, technical. She's, she wasn't much, I wouldn't say she's not much of a writer, but she, the thing that she was really doing was trying to trick you. 
you know, um, and Roger Ackroyd, where the the unreliable narrator, you know, is actually the one that's done it. Did I say that? Um, don't. No, I think I've just done it. Um, the books have been there. available for a long time. <laughs> So you know, I think I think she she's clever, um, but I fa- I always used to sort of find her, her characters a little bit a bit uh, cartoon like. Yeah, stereotypic uh, not, not, actually. Not mm. not uh, not very developed. Um, Naya Marsh created theatre around her characters. She brought them to life. You know, they were they were they were much more believable. They were much more. They, there was a much more of a sense of place and character and and context, and so you you do get some love. Oh, there's some beautiful evocations of, of scenes and place that she that's that are bordering on poetic in some of Naomi Marsh's writing. That doesn't happen in in but she in but I think her her plots are, are perhaps a little bit less. Uh, clever, a little bit less clever, um, in in that you can you can. It's sometimes it's predictable, you know. Some occasionally you'll you know you'll get one that you totally think, oh, that's got to be the person, <laughs> and it is, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I I suppose it's a much more of a journey rather than rather than a crossword exercise and cleverness, which. But Agatha Christie, you know, she's she's sold more more novels than God. You know, like I mean, the Bible. She's sold more novels than than the Bible. Copies of the Bible have sold. So I mean, you know, she's she's a better, you know, more successful author than than God. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I I mean, if I if a crossword gave me that kind of lifestyle, I would have I would have moved into doing them. You know, but yeah, no, she was very clever, clever. That was Joanne Drayton talking about the life of crime novelist Nio Marsh. The book is called Nio Marsh, Her Life in Crime. It's a great read and it's still available in both hard and digital copies. A simple Google search will give you options to purchase. I'm Andrew Whiteside. Thanks for listening. You can find lots more of my interviews and writing on andrewwhiteside.com. And you can also sign up to my weekly newsletter there as well. See you soon.